right. All right, all right, all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leon, and thank you for tuning in to More To It, a podcast about perspective. So this episode today is about men and women holding shit down. Now, my guest for today, I feel like he's one of the hardest working men I've ever come across. I've seen him grow from just a single man to having a girlfriend to getting married and having one kid, two kids, three kids, and all these like really, really, really great accomplishments and stuff like that. And um, I, f- I feel like I owe his family a lot and him as well. So I kind of got to thank him for a lot of things. Um, and I feel like this is a this is a little bit, just a fraction of me thanking him for, you know, taking me in as a, as a brother and making me feel part of his family and things like that. And uh, his wife as well. So shout out to her. I, I know she'll be listening to this. And as I said, it's a dying breed of people actually putting shit on their shoulders and getting shit done. And I feel like he embodies that 100%. Um, so I want to in- introduce you guys to Daryl. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, it's no a pleasure man. being on your show. I'm, I'm very happy to have you here. You made me uh, sound more important than I think I <laughs> you, am. <laughs> oh, please. Come on now. Putting you know, it on my we, shoulder and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You know the nickname. I ain't going to say it because I don't want... <laughs> but you, you you know. You know you know the nickname. And definitely, I've, definitely, yeah. definitely. We've known each other for a long time. Very long time. And it's crazy because when you're, like, when you're in a friendship, you don't realize how old you're getting. When you sit there and you think, wait, I've known this person for this amount of time, like, damn son like <laughs> yo like i didn't even know all this and i remember um your wife was telling me about uh your anniversary that was like wait it's been that long yeah. i didn't know it's been that long i'm like yo that's so crazy i didn't i'm over here still thinking it's like three four years like, no no <laughs> no we get into the double digits oh, buddy yeah, time flies time flies. yeah time definitely flies when you're uh mapping out the future yeah so you have found yourself an excellent wife and a partner and you both have become of the very few people couples i would say that have actually become a unit in many ways definitely because like i said there's a lot of men and women that just like do 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 you know like they're raising children to be their friends they're not raising them to teach them to be better as they get older and and things like that yeah yeah i just yeah i just uh yeah i do the damn thing like <laughs> i feel like I, I do the damn thing yeah hold it down like it's just a unit. I feel like it takes some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to get everything correct straight out the bat. Mm-hmm. That's not just how life works. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're going to have those tough times, those mm-hmm. arguments. Nothing's ever perfect. No. But, you know, you got to... It's not supposed to be. Make it worth it. <laughs> exactly. So that's where I, I see the perspective of a man and a woman, you know, coming mm-hmm. together, doing what's right for the family. That family is definitely something that is important. You are literally guiding the future when you have kids. And to be a part of that and literally see your kids grow in front of you and just see your habits and your wife's habits and everything that you embody as a person, it's sort of kind of like a beautiful situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I know a little bit of what fatherhood is like. Not on on your level. So (laughs) if you could... Give your perspective on uh, what fatherhood has taught you. Fatherhood. Fatherhood's taught me a lot. Uh, taught me a lot about myself. A lot about me on an emotional level. Things that I can tolerate. Things that I can't. I could tell you a little background on uh, myself. Uh, 
my mother and father, they were married. They had the family, you know, everything that was everything, you know. They just happened to get divorced. Things didn't work out, but... Life um, happened. Life happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things things happened. Uh, you know, we can't sit back and blame mom or dad. But I've seen my mother <laughs> become my father, mm. literally. And that's sometimes a little bit difficult for a woman to, like, maneuver. Mm-hmm. But my mom literally showed me what it is to be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a female perspective, I learned mm-hmm. what it is to be a man. Granted, I'm not going to say that my dad didn't teach me Right, right. He's a very stern guy. Yeah. But my mom literally shaped me as a man so I can sometimes see my wife's perspective on stuff and not just only look at me, my male perspective. And to me, I feel like that was one of the greatest gifts that both of them ever gave me, you know, yeah. seeing both sides to how life is. Definitely, definitely. I feel like I know a little bit of what that's like because uh, I was raising a house that was dominantly taken care of. Everything was taken care of by my grandmother. Right. So... I, I get where you're coming from. With It's crazy. A woman taught you how to be a man. Right. Well, mostly a woman taught you how to be a man because I, I had my grandfather there as well. But um, I feel like I learned a lot of things um, from my grandmother, like independence and not needing to rely on other people for things that you can actually do like for yourself and stuff like that and um, how to treat a woman, oh, you yeah. know, what type of woman to look oh, for yeah. and things like that and not settling, not settling for less settling and knowing your less. worth. Absolutely. That's yeah. an important value that I feel like today in this day and age it's missing. Uh-huh. Don't don't be looking at these relationships like oh goals. <laughs> no, no, because they because at the end of that photo shoot that they took or whatever the uploads that they had, they probably are on opposite sides of the room, not even talking to each other. They probably hate each other. So don't glorify that like at all. You should know your worth and know your expectations and your partner and stuff like that. and i feel like i'm getting off track here but <laughs> i'm getting i'm definitely getting don't off track here. It. don't worry but about it, um good time yeah so that's that's uh that's interesting with um fatherhood so your your mom kind of shaped well molded you yeah. into preparation for that in some way i, I feel would. like a lot of men don't notice how sometimes a woman can mold them mm-hmm. um and it happens like to the point where you might not notice, you feel like you, as a man, your ego is driving you to uh, be this stern guy that's supposed to hold on to these emotions and keep everything mm-hmm. and make sure that everything is okay. But on the flip side, a woman teaches you emotions. They teach you how to manage emotions sometimes because... Mm-hmm. As a man, we're and we're how taught. to be a little bit uh, vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's and that's okay. As a it's, man, it is. It is. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. It's okay to it have is. those emotions because yeah. again, you're a human being. Don't be holding shit in, punching walls, <laughs> and, and and choking your ladies. And no, no, no. We yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. we don't encourage none of that. You gotta find a healthy you, way to yeah. Go if you gotta if you gotta take a few seconds away from your reality and just. I don't know, step out the house or read a book or or watch a show or or a movie or whatever, just stuff like that. It it uh takes some patience. I guess <laughs> I, would I would point say. out that uh counseling, something that, mm. you know, a lot of people don't think they need, but it definitely helps in the uh memes are not counseling, but uh <laughs> it definitely helps in the uh, communication side of a relationship where mm-hmm. sometimes a person won't be able to communicate how they feel but you know you know that they feel some yeah 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 yeah. and especially body language like yeah yeah yeah. something's wrong like totally tell tell when 
someone like not in a good mood you can feel their vibe their vibe their mm-hmm. their vibrations just not right 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 uh it's just that you can't probably point out what's wrong so yeah uh you mentioned it from a young age boys are taught to be like the providers and swallow our pride and emotions and you know build and take care of a family and stuff like that so you as a husband and a father of three how have you managed to stay focused, uh, balancing all of that stuff, and being an individual as well? That's that's a that's a great question. Uh, definitely, I won't say that I went the route that my mother and father went because I felt like I learned from what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. They were examples. Yeah, they were the examples of something that was great mm-hmm. that went bad. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I can do better. And granted, I'm not going to say that I'm the perfect husband. <laughs> but um, in in a lot of aspects, I feel like I'm able to see from that side of, yeah, you know, communicating this way would be a, saying something, tone, body language. Those things matter when it comes to your marriage and mm-hmm. just having another individual in front of you, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. speaking how to speak to them because... There are ways to speak to people. You know, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. we're basically going through this life uh, without like the correct navigation. And with that, you see in a society, people just are guided by feelings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes feelings is not the most logical way to go about things. Mm-hmm. Literally, you have mm-hmm. to sometimes take a step back and look at yourself and look at the other individual and sometimes put yourself into their place, see how they're feeling to even understand mm-hmm. a situation. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, sorry, I just want to throw this in there real quick. Um, something that falls into that, I would say, is people that panic. Mm-hmm. Like, letting emotions control how, you know, the situation. Like, people that panic. I get it. Some people have anxiety and some things. Some people aren't built for certain situations and they don't know how to process things and stuff like that. I'm not saying I'm great with every situation, but I feel like, Instead of taking the time and like, oh, like, like what do I do? Like, like, focus on what the problem is and think of a solution, maybe more than one solution, but think of how to get out of it. The time that you're spending sitting there is time that can be used to get out of whatever's making you feel that way. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah. like there's some like tools to like definitely help individuals that are in that perspective. Like, I feel like meditation helps. Oh, um, man. I love meditating. Meditation definitely gives you a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts, they're going to come, but you get to manage thoughts. Yes. And I feel like it's one of the more important tools that is given to us today that we might be taking for granted because half the problems that you're having are in your head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're in your head and you just don't know how to manage them mm-hmm. because guess what? No one taught you how to. Right. Right. So. I feel like a definitely a, a powerful tool for the person that is the panicky person. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely get into like some meditation. Get yeah. get something in there that yeah. you know it'll help you to evolve mm-hmm. as a human. Because basically, this is what this experience is about. Literally becoming a better version of you every day. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of thoughts, right? Like the thought process of things because thoughts are really powerful thing um just as just as emotions are um but thoughts are really are really a powerful thing there's uh there seems to be a thing that people are doing that i'm not saying that again i want to emphasize that thoughts are very powerful what you think can become your reality but there's this there's something that's been going around 
like I think the last what like two years it was like fitness or fitness that fitness here and then all that other extra stuff but I feel like now since everybody's kind of I don't want to say waking up but they kind of are being more aware to certain things there seems to be this notion like people are really putting that out there into people's minds like if you manifest this you manifest that and what people don't realize about manifesting because I think everyone does it whether they're conscious of it or not um manifesting splits into two things it splits into one half of it is thoughts you know you think of what reality you want definitely but that doesn't mean that just by sitting there thinking and you know like like for example people that that play the lotto like you're putting all this hope into all right i'm gonna spend some money and then um well that's a little bit of action but for the most part the mindset is like yo if i played the lottery you ever you ever hear because yeah, yeah, yeah. i've said that a few times too like damn yo i want i just i just want to hit the lottery and like right, i'll be right, good right. like i wouldn't have to like damn i just want to like no like there are other things that you need to do as well right. you have to actually put effort into you can't just buy one ticket and expect it you know you got to put Granted, act, you got to keep buying there are the know. few people that are very lucky yeah that's true I, I use that as an example but to bring it all together um manifesting the thought part of it is half of it mm-hmm. but the other half of it is actually doing right. like actually getting up and getting shit done Fact. and i feel like you have done that accurately <laughs> i don't want to say perfectly because nobody's perfect <laughs> But I feel like you've done that. You've applied everything that you've been taught um, from from your mom and dad and, and your peers and experiences and things like that. I feel like you've definitely envisioned what you've wanted yeah. for yourself, definitely. for your wife, for your children. You've found the balance and <laughs> have you've, you've seen what you've wanted and you've actually gotten up and done what you needed to to actually get these things done and actually make those thoughts a reality. Absolutely. So people sitting there thinking like, you know, if I just sit here and wish for this person to come along and, and this will be my, my knight in shining armor or like this will be the woman of my dreams or whatever it is. Or like, yeah, if I sit here and, and wish for this job and if I manifest this job, I'm going to get it and all this money's going to come. And no. If that was the case, we wouldn't have job applications that, you know, like we wouldn't have job applications. We wouldn't have dates wouldn't even be a thing because it's just like, you know, I already know who I, I already know who I envision. And any day now they'll they'll be here because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm manifesting. They'll be here any day now. And it's just like, no, you have to put as much thought into what you want. And also you have to put as much action into what you want. So both of those worlds become one. Yep, I definitely support the, yeah. the whole yeah, idea of what you're saying. Cause you, cause I feel like you got it. Like I remember we we would um yeah we uh when we would we would be at work Go back man yeah we we would be at work and we would we would waste maybe like an hour that's fine we would waste maybe like an hour and a half or so because we knew what we were doing you know you get used to the job and like you know I don't know how much time I have to kill so we would just sit there and just talk about uh, like things that we wanted to accomplish and futures and you know misses and <laughs> stuff like that and all, all that's like all that stuff yes yeah, so we used to sit and, and talk about our goals and things like that and we've done what we can to make them happen but I feel like again in a dying breed of people that are just you know most of that like pe- people are just content with like oh you know whatever like uh, that's my gripe with this unemployment thing because i feel like yes we should be getting help from the government and stuff like that but i feel like that doesn't work it's not a smart move to sit there and just give up a job in a time where things are so weird and stuff like that and, and not certain to sit home and do nothing and collect money i mean i think we all would sort of kind of want to do that but we would also want to be active and collect a check and not be <laughs> clocked in somewhere you know definitely, like definitely that's my thing with that i'm like damn like people just gave up and nah there's 
a lot of hard work that needs to be done you know like a lot needs to be accomplished like everybody's growing yeah. everybody's growing you know um and it's vital i feel like it's really vital for people to still have that mindset and to pass it on to the next generation yeah, and the next generation hold shit down not to take any handouts because that's one of the things my grandmother taught me was like you're not going to be sitting there taking money from women you're not going to be sitting right. there you're going to get up you're going to get out because I, I remember telling her one time i was like i'm not leaving this house i'm going to keep it forever and she's like no you're gonna get out <laughs> you're gonna get a job you're gonna have a wife and you're going to um, have kids and stuff like that. And you're not going to be no do-nothing man. Don't do that. <laughs> Crazy that you're saying that. I literally have that, like, same perspective to my kids. I, mm -hmm. I say to them all, like, yo, I'm literally getting you all prepared to mm -hmm. get out of my house. Because mm -hmm. um, I want to enjoy my life. Yeah. I, know. I, yeah. I brought you guys into this world uh and i can take you out no i'm kidding no I'm no, kidding. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i brought you guys here and i want to give you a fair chance to this crazy life that we live life it's an unpredictable mm -hmm. situation where things can go left things can go right but mm -hmm. i wanted to make sure that each kid had something that they can fall back to something mm -hmm. That they can say, yo, dad thought about me in mm -hmm. the future and yeah. what my future might look like. And as a kid, you know, when your parents saying that to you, you know, you're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But as kids, we can see from our perspective now, like once you become a parent, mm -hmm. you see that, wow, my parent was literally thinking ahead for me to mm -hmm. better me. And sometimes their situation wouldn't be the perfect situation, but... They're doing what's best for that situation. Right, right, right. So They're making the me, best of whatever, whatever has they been have. placed in front of them. Yeah. Right. So for me, I literally say to my kids, I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure that you guys have a mm -hmm. college fund. Uh, you got one shot at it, too. Mm -hmm. So you better make it happen. Yeah. And you're not going to come crying back to me because I'm not going to be the parent that's going to coddle. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do that. You yeah. know, I, I love I you. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I love you. But if I'm giving you the opportunity for better and you're going to take that one opportunity because some people don't get that opportunity. Right, right. You're not going to be a child that's going to say you're I'm privileged and I'm going to get mm -hmm. another opportunity. Mm -hmm. You have this opportunity, take that there, and if that doesn't work for you, then I'm sorry. You have to make your mm -hmm. own opportunity. Mm -hmm. I I call that my uh, tough love. That's the uh, one I mean, value. No, that's I mean, staying. that's how we were raised and that's uh, that yeah, it's 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 critical because for those that are just stuck on this idea of like, yeah, like I need to make my kid the next YouTube star or I need to put them in pageants and all this other yeah. nonsense and live vicariously through them. Right. And, you know, they need to be my best friend and we got to go on trips together and post pictures half naked. And oh, joking, definitely not. Which is weird in itself. Definitely I think that's not. so weird. I don't know why parents do that, but whatever. And, you know, we're, we're posing together provocatively and it's just awkward, weird stuff <laughs> that like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like people are worried about the wrong things. Right. Like yeah. when you become a parent and not even that because i feel like my experience in the lives of the children that i've been a part of i feel like i have to set an example and i have Absolutely. to you, are you know you example. yeah you have to be that person and for the parents that are just out here shoving tablets in these kids faces and not sitting there teaching them the way life actually works outside of that screen and off these social media apps and stuff yeah. like that, that's going to become a long-term problem. Social media is a no-no for my kids. <laughs> it's definitely no. I yeah. feel like social media just takes the whole perspective of life and turns Twisted. it around. Yeah. Like, 
self-conscious humans that don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want my child or children to be like that. In no. their future, I want you to be able to communicate no. with me. Tell me, hey, dad, this was mm-hmm. my day versus me mm-hmm. having to go on yeah. social media to find out what yeah. your day is yeah. like. I might be old school, but I don't feel like having to work for what you did for the day. Come mm-hmm. talk to me. Right. Let us have a connection. Let's exactly. grow together. Let's, let me see how you're feeling today. I feel like those are some important factors that as a parent, you're supposed to teach your children so that you don't have a society where kids can't talk. Or yeah. I literally see people that they're like grown people that cannot hold a conversation. And it's crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. Me. Yeah. Now, I'm not coming for anybody's mental health or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm definitely. not trying to not downplay certain things that have been diagnosed. I'm not trying to downplay anything. But in some cases, not all cases, in right. some cases, like, are you sure you have anxiety or are you just telling yourself that because you don't want to socialize? But by doing that, that goes into the action part. Like you have to take those steps forward. Instead of sitting there waiting for things to work out a certain way or for things to go how you want them to go, you know, like there takes a level of doing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I understand a little bit because I feel like this whole pandemic, there's things that I miss. Like I used to go to concerts a lot and movie theaters like all the time. Those are two things that I miss very much because of all the experiences I've had over the years with, the, with those two things. But at the same time, this mask thing i love the fact that i can go anywhere i want <laughs> and don't bother me you don't want to be near me great i don't need you near me leave me alone sure. leave me alone and let me do what i'm doing let me go about my day and stuff like that but it's not to the point where i'm like ill people like now that i have this mask and everybody's social distancing i don't i don't need to talk to anyone like no i know i still need to socialize with people that's an important part of life those who don't know outside of that phone of yours there is a life right there's a life there's a lot out there. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. But there's a lot of a lot out there. I feel like the pandemic, it wasn't like the greatest thing that happened to us. But mm-hmm. in the sense of where it came to family, a, a lot of people learned a lot. They learned a lot of things that they didn't know about their kids. Mm-hmm. Because maybe, you know, throughout the process of you working, living that life of working and just having to provide. And you don't really get to spend that much time with your kids where now you actually have your kids in front of you sometimes like i look at my kids and i'm like wow you guys are human beings just seeing them shape into like their own individual their attitude uh you see a little bit of yourself in them and it's it's just beautiful man yeah Yeah. it's a beautiful situation to just come by since you mentioned that about the uh pandemic and, and families and stuff like that would you say that it's brought you your wife and your children closer to each other? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I had the uh, great opportunity to take off during the pandemic. I ended up to, (laughs) you know, granted, I did not know the pandemic was happening. You know, crazy thing happened. Um, But I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with my family. I had that family Mm -hmm. leave where I took like literally three months off to be with my kids. And Mm -hmm. a lot of days it was just, wow. Looking at my son, like he's so energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boy, all those that boy things got. that I really missed <laughs> that you know my wife is experiencing, and now I kind of get to see how he is in the morning, what he wakes up like, how sometimes he's naggy, you know. And those those moments I can see they might come off as a parent where you you say, God, it's freaking annoying, this nagging, you yeah. know. He's two, yeah. he's nagging, or he's three, nagging. But mm-hmm. when you really look at life, 
you're not going to get that moment back ever mm. again. And that's the beautiful part about having children. These moments that they have as kids, the funny moments, the sad moments, mm -hmm. the crying moments, the nagging moments, those moments in the nighttime up late with them, you're never going to get those things back because they're going to grow up into their own individual. They're going to have their own life. And you're just there stuck with the memory of what they used to be. Yeah. And a lot it, of the times they have no idea. And like they have that, no that's idea. That's how they used to be. They have no idea about yeah. it. To me, it's kind of crazy. Like, I literally watched my son change into this person that he's, he'll tell you what's going on. Yeah, like, he'll, he'll definitely you tell you what's place. going on. Like, I've come over to dinner for oh, how many times at this <laughs> point? Like, how many times? I, I couldn't even count. But yeah, and he's actually sitting there using these like big words. Yeah. Like, what did he say? He's like, yeah, the bus, it's going to take you to your destination. And yeah, I looked at him and I was like, destination? That word was three years old. my vocabulary. Yet, exactly. I was not, likely. I wasn't talking about no <laughs> destination. I was talking about my bike in the hallway. Or when's Power Rangers coming on? Like I was not, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's crazy. You know, that's crazy. That growth. One thing I like noticed with him, um, like for me, I'm like, like, I wasn't the greatest person when it comes to managing my emotions. I still am not. <laughs> we but, all have work uh, to do. It's definitely. Okay. Yeah. But for him, um, I saw that the same aspects of me are in him where he's not able to manage those emotions correctly. And my wife, literally, you know, she, thank God for her, uh, she's definitely taught him a way to manage those emotions. I'm learning from my son. Yeah. Literally, I'm learning from a child. He could now you, says, hey. really teach you shit. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot from him. And... Managing emotions was one of those things where I can see, mm -hmm. hey, right now I'm upset. Versus having a crazy outburst of screaming. Yeah, It just shows a big difference of a child being able to teach a grown person who's had more years of experience mm -hmm. of this life. And it's just sometimes a beautiful moment to say, damn, yeah. I learned something from my kid. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. didn't know what they did in that moment, mm -hmm. but they literally taught you something that you're going to keep for the rest of your life. And they're like not even twice your age. <laughs> and, and, and the crazy thing is they have no idea that they're they teaching you. They had no idea that they did that either. Yeah, they have no idea. They just identify you as like their, their best friend or dad or mom. And, or like when they they're upset, you, you're the bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they come <laughs> yeah. around and they love you. you know? yeah. And that's another yeah. thing with them. They have this unconditional love that doesn't matter. Even if you said today, hey, you know, you gave them pow pow for what was wrong mm -hmm. to teach them a lesson. It wasn't like how a grown person would be like, yo, you, you know, you're going to keep it in your mind. They literally forget about it. Their love, it's not based on something that happened. Their love stays there and it, it's maintained and it doesn't change at all. They know that love is you. You are mm -hmm. that embodiment of love to them because you are everything to them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents, I feel like they take that for granted. They're experiencing life from a lens of learning. They're learning every day. Right. And they're not going to do everything correct. Because they're not you. So mm -hmm. you can't always say... Lack of experience. Right. You can't always say your kid is going to be the perfect kid. You know, they, they're not. They're not yeah. going to be the perfect kid. Why? Because they're not you. They don't have the capacity mm -hmm. to say, hey, I have the thought process to literally think about this before I do it. They don't have that. They have, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to see what happens out of what I see. I'm going to experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents got to get out of that notion of thinking that their kids are going to do everything correct. They're, they're yeah. not. They're learning. Because they're you were the same age too and yeah. you were a kid fucking yeah. up or you were a teenager fucking up and, and you know, stuff like that. You can't put these heavy expectations Absolutely. on someone who doesn't know right. much about anything outside Literally, of they're most of the time. Right. Around you. Right. Most of the time up until, well, I would say up until like three years, that's three years of them only knowing 
mostly just the people around them right. and, and, you know, whatever the parents choose to bring them around. The <laughs> pandemic also definitely limited kids a lot because oh, they needed man. that interaction. I wanted to, to talk about that so bad. It's yeah. like with another kid, dude. My daughter, she has not seen a lot of human beings like other human beings because mm-hmm. she has not really got to go outside and experience the whole outside the situation youngest one or the older one the youngest one okay and when another individual comes around she gets a little weird she's super defensive with who like comes by her because this is not normal you know mm-hmm. she's experiencing a whole different life than my mm-hmm. son experienced yeah. my son got to go outside he got to interact with other kids mm-hmm. she literally gets to interact with myself my wife my daughter and my son maybe you if you come around mm-hmm. and even so she's super funny about yeah she who i don't even, i could, i think i've held her maybe twice and it wasn't <laughs> good each time so she'll come around yeah, she'll come I around would, i would hope so but it's just yeah. crazy to see that type of effect a pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. had on it's like uh, a lot the of kids. Away. And yeah. if we're not looking at this from a like future perspective, like these kids are not getting the right type of communication, the right yeah. development that a human's supposed to get, then mm-hmm. we're going to see a, a future of kids that can't communicate correctly, that exactly. can't yeah. manage a lot correctly. And yeah. I feel like this is the time where parents need to take this time that they are actually having with their kids to fix those moments that is going to shape the future of yeah, their child yeah and i think about a lot because i've noticed from the few times i went to visit one of my sisters and her children one of her children was having gym class like in the living room right. and i just thought about it. i was like damn son like that's heavy because that's not the only thing all the other kids that miss graduations right. and prom, prom and field trips and stuff like that. The Essential socialization things. is so vital. Right. These things are so crucial to the development of a, of a child. And for the pandemic to just like kind of wipe that out, mostly. Because the crazy thing is a lot can happen in a year. So you never yeah. know psychologically what that's going to do to them Absolutely. later on down the road. But for us to have experienced those things, like we've had the pleasure of seeing our friends that we see every day. And right. like at prom, they were like a totally different person. Or um, graduation, like everybody's just all in the same mood. Like, oh man, we made it, we made it, we made it. We did, you know, we did what we needed to do. And here we are, that kind of thing. And then field trips. But with the field trip thing, being in a lunchroom, because lunchrooms are where all the cliques form outside of the classrooms that's where all the cliques form that's where everybody gets cool with the cool all kids. the class yeah all the classes know to stay with their you know unless you're cool unless you're popular and you're cool with all the other kids and whatever but everybody forms their cliques so when it's field trip time everybody knows like i'm chilling with my school i'm not going off it's my school versus who's that school over there right. like who's that class like um <laughs> it's like that but within that and you see, like, on the school buses, like, everybody has their, you know, like, the quiet kids might be to themselves. The kids that probably get little to no sleep, they, you know, they're, they're <laughs> sleeping on the window. And I'm not making fun of them. I'm really not. Um, I was one of those kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And listen, naps are essential. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. Naps are very essential. Yeah. So then you have, you know, like, the rowdy kids in the back and just everybody is socializing. Everybody's in their own, you know enjoy being around other children and and other people and stuff like that and i feel like it's like it's all gone and then for now i don't i don't think it's going to be like this forever on top of that you have children today that are definitely being 
pushed into this whole you got to have a screen in front of you at all times like yeah. well, like when we were younger we were taught like how to write script things like that and like you had to sit there yeah. and actually trace yeah, yeah you had to sit there and trace the trace the letters and the numbers if you did it out of the lines you got to erase it and do it all over again shout outs to the 90s kids <laughs> <laughs> or we're getting old um so it's like certain things they're just not being taught and it's just like damn it's already bad that you can see that that's happening but to take away all the other stuff that's vital to their growth as right. humans it's like where are they going to be at like where's their mind going to be at and as a parent, as, a, as adults you know and as a parent i feel like a lot of people aren't noticing it but you really got to pay attention when you you get into this this vibe of being a parent you have to pay attention and when you don't pay attention you'll miss out the things that are happening in front of you that are really shaping your child so with being a father and a husband as well as an individual and all these things that you've manifested mentally and physically for yourself and for your family a lot of that clearly has to come with sacrifices and um would you say all the sacrifices are worth it i try to not live my life based on regret if i make a decision i'm making a decision um, because I don't want to be the person that looks back and says, I didn't make the right decision mm -hmm. or I'm regretful of what I did. Whenever I make a decision, I've thought about, am I going to regret this? Mm -hmm. Is this something, is it going to bother me going forward? And to me, that's been my way of navigating through this, this experience as a parent. Um, I don't regret nothing that I've done for my family, whether it be working the two jobs, whether it be getting the extra overtime, uh, everything plays into a perspective of, yo, I'm doing this for my family. And mm -hmm. when you have that mindset of family coming first, and literally doing what's best for a family, for me, I don't regret anything. That's Nothing good. at all is That's what's up. Yeah. I, I hope to get to that level someday. Really. But I feel like sacrifice is another uh, important uh, aspect that a lot of people don't have. Most humans are definitely independent. Uh, they think about themselves. For my mom, I always saw that she never did anything just for herself. That's where I kind of got. And aspect. I get, I've always seen that in you. I've always felt like, yo, he's the most selfless guy I've ever met. It's crazy with all the things that I've seen that you've had going on or like, you know, sometimes you might be overwhelmed from yeah. like whatever it is that you're going through. You've just always thought about either the bigger picture yeah. or outside of yourself. Everything has been for like outside of yourself. And I've always really liked that. I couldn't tell you too many people that are like that. You've always been that person to get shit done. But on top of getting shit done, you've always managed to see beyond yourself and think of others in the process. That's what I feel like has fueled your uh, ambitions. Absolutely. You know? I look at life like investing. You invest today for your future. It's not for right now. What you invest into yourself right now is not specifically for today. So let's say, for example, I want to make sure that I get to a place in my life where I'm happy with myself. I'm investing in the small things that mm -hmm. will make me happy right now. That's going to be the catalyst for future happiness. Because sometimes you do kind of feel like you should be selfish. But it takes away a lot from you as a person to see that, hey, you know, I can literally take a step back and not put myself in front and be this selfish person to make a decision a better decision for you as a whole and you learn a lot more about yourself when 
you're selfish. You literally yeah. are able to say, serve your wife, serve your girlfriend in a different perspective. And that individual gets a different type of respect because mm. it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. They see that, wow, in a moment where you could have been selfish, you decided to put my feeling in front of your feelings so that happiness or a, a kind of bond is being formed there that yeah. it's different. It right, just right, right. gives a different atmosphere. Definitely. Yeah. So you've managed to focus on the right things, which is family and love and selflessness on top of being able to manifest the life you want and oh, hold yeah. shit down, you know, oh, yeah. like, and that's why I had him on this episode because I want people to take that away from this. Just look at the bigger picture. Don't sit there and wishful thinking and, you know, I, I want this to happen and you're not doing anything to make it happen. Or, you know, you're just sitting there trying to live vicariously through your children and you're not teaching them how to be better versions of what you weren't at their age and, and stuff like that. All right. So this is the part of the show called Only in New York where we talk about being a new yorker you see different shit all the time and there's just always something that's like only in new york would this type of thing happen or only in new york would i see something like this so i remember there was um there was one time i was waiting for the train all of a sudden like i'm hearing this you know every you know everybody got headphones and everybody's doing their own thing and all of a sudden i'm hearing this like howling and there ain't nobody with speakers like i was looking around because i was hearing it over my music i don't have my music too loud ever because I was just like, where's this coming from? So I'm looking around, I'm looking around, and I turn behind me, and there's this dude, because, you know, teenagers now, they're like seven foot three, 15 <laughs> years old, full facial hair, voices deeper than Barry White. I don't know what's in that milk, but damn. Anyways, so I didn't know if this was a grown man or a teenager, but judging from the antics, it had to be a teenager. Just It was so obnoxious, and I'm like, yo, what is that? And then... Only in New York. Only in New York. But, <laughs> right. But then, then we got on the train, and I thought it was just a, a deranged person just wandering the platform, yelling and screaming, because that happens yeah. most of the time, only in New York. Only in New York. Yes. But it was that wasn't the case. So I get on the train, and I'm sitting down, and I'm hearing it again even louder because you know the doors are closed and it's right. all that yelling is confined into the cart with me and i look and it was the same dude and he i don't know what he was singing i don't know what the hell the kind of show he was trying to put on he was probably on shrooms <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it like bro was going nuts and nobody said it. everybody just you know distanced himself from him and he just was sitting there I'm like yo only in new york would this shit happen you know like only in new york would you see some bullshit like this oh, that's our show for uh, for today folks i know you're not on social media daryl but is there anywhere thing you want to plug or anywhere you want the good people to find you uh, or, uh, if you want shoot me an email you could email me at daryl greer 1991 at gmail shoot me an email if you want to talk perspective of parent anything any advice how to manifest how to move forward in your life i can definitely uh, reply to those emails <laughs> definitely thank you <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, so any questions and concerns or different opinions, feel free to shoot an email to moretoitpodcast at gmail.com. And that's more with the number two, because for whatever reason, Gmail wouldn't let me put T-O instead of the number two. So I had to include the number two. So it's M-O-R-E, the number two. They made you different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Um, you can also find... 
the show on Instagram and please give a rating and let me know what you think. We got life to live, so we're going to get out of here and do <laughs> some of that. So thank Gotta you again. Get back to the kids. Yeah. Thank you again, Daryl, for taking for that time. Me. Of course, bro. Oh, you're too much. All right, everybody. Take care.